it's funny how God doesn't really work with stagnant. And even if you're intimidated, you're going from one season to the next. You got to keep moving forward. It's easier for Him to steer you or to redirect you if you start heading in the right direction. If you're standing still, He can't do anything. Yeah. You got to be moving. You got to be willing to be moving forward and keep your heart right. Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to the Lifted Up podcast. We're so glad that you're able to join this, watching it or listening to it. If I haven't met you, my name is Pastor Matt. I'm our Bayville campus pastor, and I'm with our lead pastor, Pastor Joe Source, here for this podcast. And, and Pastor Joe, we are excited for this podcast because the reason we do this is, and for all of you listening, is to add value. We want to add value to your life through the Word of God, where we get Absolutely. to go deeper into a certain subject. And um, the, the subject we're going to be talking about today and having conversation about and looking at God's Word is about seasons and t- entering into a new season, going into a new season. How do you prepare for a new season? And, you know, in the natural, so to say, you know, well, at least, you know, here in New Jersey, we entered spring right. a little while ago. Hopefully. Which, yeah, yeah, I know, kind of, <laughs> you don't know. Um, but, you know, we talk about when you enter in that new season, like a spring cleaning, like just yesterday, right. actually, I had to get the rest of the leaves that were still from the fall, the remnants, because I have hundreds of trees, it seems like, and it never ends. Um, you know, we, we clean up the outside of our house to prepare for spring, which also to prepare then for summer. And we're cleaning the ins, you know, a lot of the times. Right. Right. Oh, it's a good time to, you know, clean the inside or get rid of things. What do we need? What, you know, we don't need. Um, and you know, seasons isn't really uh, unfamiliar to God. We see in the Word of God. Yeah, seasons is definitely, something that's uh, talked about a lot. Yeah, I mean, even even in Genesis, it tells us that He established the times and seasons. Um, seasons are a very natural thing. They should be a very natural flow of life. And yeah, definitely, we know to expect at least here, like you said, in New Jersey, we have most of the time four seasons. Some parts of the country, you really don't have that. But here we have our winter, we have our spring, we have our summer and fall. And so it doesn't take a lot of uh, discernment or a lot of um, spirituality to recognize, okay, well, here we are. It's uh, mid-April at this point and yeah. we should be expecting some temperatures to change. And, you know, you, you look outside and you start seeing some of the trees starting to bloom, especially the flowering trees. It, it's natural. It's just there. The thing that I think we need to deal with, and honestly, this didn't hit me until you were just introducing this, is sometimes seasons come unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They could be possibly the result of something that we sowed in the past, and all of a sudden, bam, here comes the harvest. It could be with, we may be thrown into a season because we've come under attack from the enemy. So you're in a season of a battle and it seems like you're constantly fighting, constantly battling, constantly looking over your shoulder, spiritually speaking. And then there's the seasons that God introduces us into where when you look back, at least it's been my experience, probably yours too. When you're in a new season and then you look back, there's many times that you could say, okay, now I realize why God was speaking this to me mm-hmm. or God was um, preparing me. I mean, I can think of the season in your life that you went through a few months ago where the Lord had spoken to you and the Holy Spirit had made a very strong impression on you to study healing scriptures. Yeah. So in a sense, he was preparing you. Now, you almost never know where he's taking you, but you know when he's like, okay, come on, let's go, jump into this. I want you to be prepared for the future. 
And thank God that yeah. you, you were able to walk through that and come out really victorious. So we're going to see in the word that there's some things that we can do that are principles that God's established for when you go into a new season. Mm. And I, I can look back in the ministry, I can look back on my own personal life, and I can't say that I always did everything right every time I entered a new season, but there were times when we did. And the, thankfully, those are the times that stick out more. I think the thing that throws a person for, um, kind of throws them for a loop, emotionally, spiritually, is when you're misplaced in a season, you're either not ready for it or you've been resisting it. Yeah. Um, maybe not really been listening to the Holy Spirit's preparation. And then, boom, you find yourself in a season and you're like, wow, I feel so disoriented, so awkward. You feel like you're not ready, so to say. You feel like you're not ready. Or not, yeah. right. And the enemy picks up on that kind of stuff. And uh, for instance, back in Numbers chapter 13, you remember the whole giants thing and the grasshoppers and we see ourselves like grasshoppers because the giant yeah god was bringing them to the he brought them to the threshold of a new season and to prepare them even more and to make them feel safe he told moses take 12 spies send them out to the land go see that it's exactly like i told you it is he wasn't doing that to say ha 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 i know better he was doing that so that they would their confidence would be built up their morale would be built up. Their expectation would be built up. Because the fact of the matter is, no matter what new season you go into, there's going to be new challenges. Yeah. I just say new levels, new devils. You know, you're, you're going to be facing things that you never faced before. So, so they missed out, and they ended up spending decades longer in the wilderness than they needed to because they, they did not allow themselves to get prepared. Yeah. God was trying to prepare them to walk by faith as soon as they left Egypt. And recognize that God was bringing them to something new. Yeah. And, um, you know, and yeah, it's, they they kind of went with, went with what they saw in front of them. They allowed that to keep them out of their new yeah. season. And, you know, that, that can be a uh, danger for all of us because, and like you said, there's times where it comes unexpected and you're just thrown into a new season. And there's times too, I think you sense like I'm moving into a new season. But then if we're not careful maybe we're hesitant. We don't want to go into a new season, maybe because the current season we're in is comfortable no, that, and it's good. We, sometimes we're so anxious that we want to jump in the season quicker than we're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, and that could be just, that's just as dangerous. That's very dangerous. Yeah, we're trying to do things on our own time, going and, you know, running right. in front of God. And that's why I think it's so important to be obedient to, and to know when, you know, sometimes again, we get into a new season beyond our own control and God will be with us there as he's with every season. Sure. But when we recognize, no, we're going into something new, it's time to be like, okay, God, like, I don't know what this season holds. Like you said, there's going to be challenges in every season, but I'm going to be obedient. Right. And I'm going to be faithful to this season. And I'm going to learn in this season. Right. Grow. Cause even, you know, you know, there's, I think we both could think in our, you know, in our own lives, we've had some seasons that were better than others. We've had some seasons we wish ended faster than others sure. in our, in our lives, but there's times no matter what season it is, we can learn and we can grow from Absolutely. it. And God can get, you know, we could get something out of it. Right. And God gets to the glory us. for it. Yeah. And God gets the glory. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And the, and you do different things in certain seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can't wear your summer wardrobe in the middle of winter. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's not going to work. So you're going to get sick. It's yeah. just not going to happen. So you have to be 
sensitive to the season. But then there's the grace of God that kicks in. And I think that's what we're going to see in this, yeah. uh, in Joshua chapter 3 that we're going to go into. I believe that God brings us into a transition stage before he brings us into a new season. Mm. And it's that tra in that transition phase, you're like, man, something's, I, you know, I'll say to my wife sometime, I just feel this stirring on this, something's, something's up, something's changing. And, you know, we're spirit beings. It's not unusual. It's not a spooky thing, you know. But we are spirit beings. The Holy Spirit lives in our <clears throat> spirit. Um, it's a very natural thing that our soul is sensitive to our spirit in certain areas. Now, you're probably the same way as me. I wish my soul was sensitive to my spirit in every area of life, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah. But it seems like the grace of God will overtake us. And before we even realize that we're in a transition, we're in a transition. Yeah. And then you start recognizing it. So, so where we are in Joshua chapter 3, and, and I want to make sure to say this before we go any further. We're talking about seasons here. We're not talking about just seasons in a spiritual sense. You know, people may be going through a season right now. There's so many people that are changing jobs, yeah. changing geographical locations. People are moving from one state to the other and back and forth and, 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 and careers. People are giving up certain careers. Some people were not used to working from home yeah. and now have been forced to. And then some people got really used to working at home and now they're, their yeah, offices are all into... calling them back and they're like, hey, you know, I got used to this <clears throat> yeah. lifestyle of being on my own at home. I don't think there's anybody that's listening or watching right now or anybody that we know, family, church members, everybody's going through different seasons yeah. right now. I mean, I, I can even think just, well, yeah, I mean, somebody could be going through now too. Like I think for myself and uh, my wife, Bianca, you know, almost four years ago when, when our daughter Everest was born, like we were then naturally, we're going into a new season. Why? Because yeah never experienced that before. It's right. like, now we have a kid, our first kid, things right. are going to change um, on and all she, different and, levels. And she's four years old going and, on 20. Yeah. So, yeah. So. so it's still like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I feel like it's entering a new season now with, even with her now, just to be honest, entering a new season because, right. you know, she's not an infant. No. And, and she's not even a toddler. Now anymore. we start she's, thinking school, yeah. what are we going to do with exactly. school? Are we doing this? Are we doing that? So it's even entering into that new season right. of parenthood, right. the different seasons that there is. Um, so, so I want yeah. to make mention of that because I don't want people to think that we're only, um, we're putting it only in the category as it pertains to walking after a spiritual yeah. life. And of course, for spirit beings, everything we do is, is spiritual to an extent. But I think sometimes people f forget to apply the spiritual principles to even the natural things yeah. and understand you are going through different times. Um, my wife and I are on the total opposite end of the spectrum. We're na empty nesters, and that's taken us at least a couple of years yeah. to, uh, to get you. I don't think you ever get used to it, but to recognize, hey, I don't have a choice. I got to walk through this season. Mm -hmm. So now it's time for me and her to spend time together, constant refocus on ourselves. So, you, so to all through life, you're going to go different yeah. seasons. Um, you know, my dad passed away recently, past couple of months, and it's been like a wow. I don't have any parents on the earth anymore. Yeah. My mom passed away three and a half years ago. And so um, I'm still getting those, wow, I wanted to ask him this question. Mm -hmm. And then you realize, oh, wait a second, he's not there. So we're all going through new seasons. Yeah. And especially in that area, because so many of our families, so many people yeah. in this country have lost individuals in the past couple of years. Or people have been in the hospital. They've lost time. They've lost months. Um, and now they're trying to get back into a normal routine and normal's not coming back the way we knew it. 
Yeah. So I think it's really, really, really beneficial for us to talk about this yeah. and to emphasize the principles. And I hope those of you that are watching, I hope those of you that are listening, please listen for the principles. Listen for what you can do and, and pray. Pray, especially if you receive that gift of praying in the Spirit, pray in the mm -hmm. Spirit, because the Bible tells us when we pray in unknown tongues, when we pray in the Spirit, we're speaking for divine mysteries. Mm -hmm. Now, those divine mysteries are not always the mysteries of the universe. Those divine mysteries might be what's coming to you in five years from now. Yeah. So when you when you do that, you say, Lord, I'm just going to spend time praying in the Spirit. Um, whatever I'm praying out, if I'm praying out my future, if I'm, if I'm praying against something that the enemy is going to try to bring into my life, it's all about being prepared, all about being sensitive. The first number one thing, you're never going to be able to be totally prepared by yourself. That's where the grace mm -hmm. of God comes in. Yeah. And I think as long as he knows our heart, he knows that he's got our heart. He knows that, that you know, we'll, we'll allow him to be flexible with us. Then I believe that he can take us on that flow of taking us from glory to glory, mm -hmm. taking us from one season to the next season to the next season. So let's, let's do it. You want to you start reading jo uh, Joshua chapter 3? Yeah, so Joshua chapter 3, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. Okay, so let's stop there for a minute and put this in context. So Joshua now is the guy in charge. Moses was the one who led them out of Egypt, led them through the Red Sea, led them through the wilderness all those years. Uh, that shouldn't have to have been a 40-year season, but it ended up being a 40-year season. So now, by the time we come to Joshua chapter 3, Moses has passed away. Uh, God has given the reins now over to Joshua, and he's the guy who's in charge. He, said, he told Joshua, you know, Moses, my servant, is dead. You, therefore, now you're going to go forth, and you're going to divide the inheritance amongst the tribes of Israel. So they come up. Now they're on, at this point, they're on the western side of the Jordan, excuse me, eastern side of the Jordan. They need to cross over to the western side of the Jordan in order to start possessing the promised land. So the very first big city that they're going to come up is Jericho. Okay, and... Um, then uh, verse 2, so it was after... Three days that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. That's important. Yeah. God's saying to them, okay, listen, I've got a plan. This plan's going to benefit you. You're going into a completely different season now. Now, when they crossed the Jordan, when they crossed the Jordan, it's going to be a putting away of the slave mentality. And now they are a nation. They are coming into the promised land. They're coming into the inheritance that God had promised Abraham mm -hmm. uh, at this point, 470 years before. So he's saying to them, you've never been this way before. I think we have a tendency to forget this then. Uh, even Moses had never seen the promised land before. All the people that went into Egypt <coughs> 400 and some odd years before that, they're gone. None of these people have seen this yeah. promised land. And so he's saying to them, pay attention, follow my leading, stay close to me, but keep your eyes on me. All right? You mentioned already here, you know, 2,000 cubits, and we talked about this um, 
some of the Bible commentators that I've read after said that that's about 3,000 feet yeah. between each other. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty that's big a, distance. That's a big distance. Now, now, mind you, now, we know why they did this, because we're going to see that the priests are going to be the first one to go in. Okay? And so that Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God, every individual that's crossing over into the new season, into the new land, the promised mm -hmm. land, they've got to be able to keep their eyes on God. And that's why I said to them, once you keep that space apart. But, but watch this now. When you're, you and I or anybody is going through a new season, we don't want to do that alone. That must have been difficult for them. So you've got families now split apart. Husband's over here. The wife's 3,000 feet away. The children might be 3,000 feet. And you're like, you're looking for that comfort, looking mm -hmm. for that comfort. Like, hey, come on. You're like, I'm, I don't want to really say this, but I'm kind of scared. I'm really not looking forward to this. We want human companionship. And God's going, no, you just need to keep your eyes on me. Because if you keep your eyes on me, then you'll be qualified to bring the others alongside of you. Yeah. But when we depend too much on each other when we're going through tough times, we depend on each other too much when we're going through a new season, it could stunt our growth because God obviously wanted to teach us something. So where would you pick up from? Uh, I'm going to go to uh, verse 5 verse now. Verse 5. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priest, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you have come to the edge of, of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. So Joshua... Yeah, just stop there for a second. So we're told, and we're going to see it as we go into this more, that the Jordan is at flood stage right mm. now. It doesn't make sense at that point in time for them to cross over. In the natural, it would have been better for them <clears> to wait till the dry season when the river is lower and it would be less dangerous. But God wants to bring them over now. But I want us to compare this incident with the Red Sea experience. The Red Sea experience, and they needed to cross a body of water. God was going to bring them across supernaturally. But at the Red Sea, God says to Moses, take your staff and hold it up. And, and you know, you always see that picture in the movies yeah. and stuff, you know. And then God split the Red Sea. None of them got their feet wet. They walked across dry ground, all right? This time, though, they need to cooperate. They need to participate. And so... God tells the priests, now take up this Ark of the Covenant, represents the presence of God, and he's going to have them put their feet in the water. Why? The first time, they had never seen anything like that. They left it up to God. This time, God is wanting them to take a step of faith. Yeah. And honestly, that's where we get that saying, you got to get your feet wet. Mm -hmm. The priests had to actively, by faith, step into that water, and we, we're going to see that when they step into that water, then it splits. Yeah. All right? So go ahead. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, Come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the, the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Gerg 
Gergashites. All the ites. Yeah, yeah, all the ites, pretty much, and the Amorites and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over you before into the Jor- before you into the Jordan. Now, therefore, take for yourselves twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one man from each tribe. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. So it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan and the feet of the priests who bore the Ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest, that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zaratan. So the waters that went down into the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. This is miraculous. Yeah. I mean, the water that says stood up in a heap. It wasn't like just, okay, maybe there was a landslide someplace and and the waters got... No, the waters stood up, just like they did in the Red Sea. Yeah. The Red Sea, actually, if you look at the original language, says the waters congealed. It was like they walked through walls of jello, you know? It's just standing up. Same thing happens here. But it didn't happen until they put their feet in the water. They had to take that step. They had to take that step. And, 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 and go ahead. Sometimes in a season, you got to do that. Yeah, you have to take that step. And I and the one thing that uh, you know, I, I I've actually been reading through the book of Joshua over the last week, just kind of going through it. Um, I haven't went through the whole thing yet, but I've been reading it um, every morning, going through it. And uh, you know, Joshua, obviously, we're seeing he's entering into a new season now. And you know, and for him, ways too. This season. Um, in some ways, the season that came on him wasn't his, um, I don't know why I say it wasn't his fault, but it just kind of happened because Moses right. disobeyed. So God was like, you're not going to see the promised land. Right. So right. now it came to Joshua. And um, I think one thing for all of us in this a season, like if it's a spiritual season, if it's a natural season, if again, maybe you're having a kid or entering a new job and you're or entering buying a new house or, or yeah, anything, whatever it is, is, is like you said, is just take that step of faith, but then also obedience. Like the one thing that since I've been going through the book of Joshua and I jotted it down is obedience is a theme that's frequently mentioned in Joshua. You see it. He's would hear from God and then do it and it'll be obedient. And, you know, if you think about it in a believer's life, in our life, obedience is one aspect which each of us individually can control. Yes. Being obedient. There's times we can't always control our understanding because mm-hmm. we may not know all the facts. We may not know we why we're going the into the season. We can't control the circumstances. We can't control what other people do or what other people say, but we can control our being obedient. Right. That's one thing individually right. we can all control. And I think that's so important. And so when you know God's telling them, put your foot in the water, well, that's going to be a step of faith and, and a step of obedience, believing that this is going to happen. And, you know, that's for all of us sometimes is we might not know why, God, are you telling me to do this now? Yeah. Are you having me do this? But we need to be obedient. Absolutely. And, it, and in every act of obedience, there's always a lesson to be learned. Yeah. You know, and I think that God, is, God wants us to be obedient more so for that fact than anything else. He's not this big like egotistical maniac up in heaven that's like, hey, I'm the one that's in control. You better listen to me. Yeah. He knows that every time we take a step of faith and every time we resist temptation or every time we resist trying to do something on our own and we obey the steps that he asks us to take, we're, go- we're learning something about ourselves. Yeah. We're, lear- we're training our souls. We're, we're, we're disciplining ourselves. And I don't know about you, but I've noticed this in my life. That if I'm disciplined in one area, 
I, I become disciplined in every area. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm lacking discipline in one area. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know for me, just personally, like in the natural thing, like if I don't stay active and work out, I will not eat healthy. If I stay active, if I can be disciplined with staying active and uh, working out or just trying to stay fit, I'm going to be more disciplined in my eating because I'm going to be thinking, right. well, right. I'm doing this. I'm I, why well, I don't want to ruin that. I want right. to eat better. But a lot of times, if I'm not being active, then I'll eat whatever. Just, just you know, it, yeah, it just goes <laughs> it out the, the window. Two, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, it is very true. Yeah. Um, when we're undisciplined in many areas, it just we just keep being undisciplined. Yeah, and then it eventually affects your finances. It yeah. Eventually affects your health. Uh, you know, you go through those binge stages where you just want to buy everything in sight and you, you know, pay mm. attention to your budget. But then once you become disciplined in one area, it it eventually trickles down to all those areas. Yeah. And so God's constantly giving his people, we see it all throughout the, the Old Testament. He's constantly giving us opportunities to obey, opportunities to put more stuff away. Mm. And, you know, you mentioned this before we were talking that many times when you're going from one season to the next, it's an opportunity to declutter. Yeah. It's an opportunity to get rid of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife and I are, are getting ready to, to move. Um, and so I've got bins around the house. Mm. So when I'll go through a cabinet or something, I'll say, I haven't used this thing in years. What is it? Good? You know, um, so we just, I'll just take it and put it in a bin. And we've agreed already. You're not going to go back in the bin and say, no, I want to save this. Because if we haven't used it, we don't need it. And it's a hard thing to do, but you, it's difficult to make the move into the next season yeah. without decluttering. Yeah. We pick up so much garbage along the way. Yeah, and you know, I'm kind of like laughing because I just actually had a conversation with Bianca this morning when we were uh, uh, driving to church this morning to work. Um, I was looking this morning before we left, just thinking, oh, uh, like what can I wear for this weekend, you know? And... Uh, we get into the car and I'm talking to her. I'm like, I need, I was like, I gotta go clothes shopping. I was like, I gotta get more short sleeve dress shirts or something. Like I gotta get some new clothes. And she's like, she's like immediately was like, you're not getting anything new until you get rid of the clothes you have. Cause I have a weird thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's so tough for me to get rid of clothes. Like, I was going through the closet. I no joke still have stuff like from jeans. I'll still wear from like, seven years ago, eight years ago. <laughs> like I just have, and I just, I well, don't know. They're it's, comfortable. It's, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to get rid of, but she's just like, you're not getting new stuff until you get rid of. She's like, you have clothes you haven't worn in a year in there. You got to get rid of them. You got to get rid of them and to, to bring in the new. And, um, yeah. you know, so it's very much true. Yeah. So we have to get rid of it. sometimes the clutter to make room. Definitely. That, and they needed to get rid of the clutter of having a mindset of being a slave. Mm-hmm. They needed to get rid of the clutter of the resentment that some of them built up. You know, remember, most of the people originally came from Egypt. At this point, the only two people of the original ones that came out of Egypt is Caleb and Joshua. All these other ones were, were either children or they were born in the wilderness. Yeah. And so they've got to get rid of a lot of old habits. They've got to get rid of looking at Joshua the way they might have looked at Moses or being disobedient the way their parents were disobedient mm -hmm. in the wilderness. You remember how many times God had to step in and intervene because of their disobedience. Yeah. I mean, the ground opened up and swallowed a whole family of people and snakes come into the camp and, you know, 24,000 of them died in one day. So they're like, we, you know, you're going into this new season now. It's going to require faith. But the most important lesson that we need, that we learn from this here is the fact that God said to the priests, the leaders, you go before the people. 
okay? You stand there in the middle of that river because the water had, to, had parted, so it wasn't like they were standing there, you know, shoulder height in water. The water had, had, had backed off in both, in both ways. It just stopped. And so now when you're crossing this Jordan River, dry riverbed, and there's a bunch of guys in the middle there standing there with the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders, there's really nothing else to look at. You got to just keep your eyes on God. Mm -hmm. And the greatest thing that we can impart to people today is you're going through seasons, no matter what it is. If it's a season about new work or it's a new geographic move or you've entered into a different, you've gone from just being single to being married, from married to having children, uh, children grown up and now they're out of the house. Every season, you got to keep your eyes on God. And that's that's a picture, that illustration that is, is so... Um, clear to us here such a vivid picture that he's painting for us those guys had to stand in the middle of that river till every one of them passed over and to pass from one side of the jordan to the other side of the jordan going into the promised land but how are they going to do it keep their eyes on god keep their eyes on god keep their eyes on the ark of the covenant and we talked about this the other day when we were kind of talking about doing this topic inside that ark of the covenant were three things it was the tablets of the law the word of god there was a little pot that held some of the manna that God had sent them in the wilderness. That represents the grace of God. And then there was a, a branch in there that, uh, that had supernaturally, it was a dried up branch, but it supernaturally produced uh, flowers and almonds. Yeah. And those, that represents the supernatural power of God. You, when you're going through new seasons, you've got to keep your eyes in the Word, you got to remember the grace of God is on you to go into this new season, but don't stop short of allowing God to do something supernatural mm -hmm. in that season. And um, I think it's in those harvest times. I see that those kind of things as a harvest time, uh, even going from one season to the next. You, you sowed for that with sometimes without even really realizing you sowed for that new season and God is preparing you and God is bringing you in transition. But you got to keep your eyes on the word. Yeah, and I, and I like what you just said too. And, and you said it, it really just sprung up inside of me that when you were saying we got to, you know, um, get into the word first and foremost, know the grace of God is there, and then know mm -hmm. God wants to do, you know, the miraculous. I think that's important too because when we entering into anything new, the truth is, is we're going to probably make a mistake or two. So I want to encourage somebody too, because maybe, you know, you feel like, oh, I've made a mistake. Well, don't quit. Like no. God's mercies, his grace is there. Like his grace is there to empower you. Like, don't feel guilty. Just keep moving forward. Keep your eyes fixed on right. him. Right. You know, if, if he, there has to be course correction, there'll be course correction, whatever it may be. Because I think that could be, um, you know, one danger too is, you know, maybe you know, you're getting a promote, you're entering in a new leadership position at work and you make a mistake and then you might feel like, I can't do this. I'm going to quit. Well, no, if God, if you know this is from him and yeah, he's bringing it'll, you it'll there, paralyze he's going right. to empower you. His mercy's there. His right. grace is there. We all make mistakes, learn from the mistakes. Right. Um, knowing that his grace is there is so important because... Right. Mistakes are education. Yeah. I remember I would say that, I think I'd say it when I was in youth all the time too, is like, I don't really like saying failing or whatever. Like if you make a mistake, like if you can learn from it, it's not a failure. It. It's not a failure. You know, if you if you know you keep doing it, you keep doing it and doing it and you don't right. learn from it, well, yeah, then it's going to take its toll. But you can learn from something. And then, you know, we all can learn from a mistake. That's all. It's all learning. It's a lesson. It's a lesson, you know, that we get. And uh, sometimes Definitely. it's tougher than others. But 
You yeah, know? but the tougher the challenge, the greater the reward yeah. is in that new season. You know, and um, I mean, the reward on, on these people just it was amazing. But they took their step. The priest took the step of faith. The people took a step of faith, marching across this 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 dry ground. Um, where, where did you stop at fourteen? Uh, sixteen. We were, we went. We went to sixteen. Yeah. Yes, you did. So it goes on to say the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground. Dry ground. This was flood stage. Now they're on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel crossed over on the dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. Now, I don't think we need to go any further than that in chapter 4, though chapter 4 is a good chapter too because it talks about building a memorial. They were commanded to take one stone each, representing each one of those stones represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And, and they built a monument there. Well, what was the monument really? The monument was to this new season. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, God said, you know, in the future, your kids are going to ask, what is this season? You know, what is, not season, what are these piles of stones? What is this about? And they would be able to explain, this is the time that God took us across the Jordan and brought us into the promised land. And honestly, it's good for us to build memorials on yeah. our own because your next season you're going into, it's not going to be your last season. There's going to be other seasons to walk into after that. And so we have to be able to look back and go, okay, how did God do this the last time? And I see now, I, I was scared, I was afraid, I was intimidated, didn't know what was going to happen this new season, but the priest might have said to himself, but as soon as we put our feet in the water, man, the supernatural happened, the waters parted, and they walked across on dry, on dry ground. We have to be able to remind ourselves that there's going to be other opportunities, other seasons. I mean... I just look at this ministry sometimes and I'm like, how did this happen? How did this, mm -hmm. how did we get to this point? You know, um, I didn't come from a large church. That had never been my experience. Um, hadn't pastored before. And it was an intimidating thing to, to, to step into the water and, and take the chance of failing. Um, but God's been so faithful to us through all of these seasons, through every one of them. Now we're in the post pandemic season and, it's another season to get used to. Yeah, people think different. People act different. Uh, what we things we used to do before don't necessarily not necessarily effective now, as far as reaching individuals or um, strengthening our people. We have to use different tactics. I hate to use that word. I don't know what else to say. We have to really be sensitive to God to show us. Okay, now in this new season that you're entering into, this is what you need to teach. This is how sensitive you need to be to the Holy Spirit. Um, you need to make, you need to let your people feel, um, safe. And we've had to do all those things. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's funny to say, cause I, I was just thinking as you were saying that even like for me at Bayville, you know, now being the camp at Bayville, like that right. was a complete new season when I started back in January, 2020 entering to that new season. And I remember, um, you know, there is obviously you getting kind of like nervous a little bit some fear and just what if they know, don't going, like me yeah going, going from that and I, <laughs> I remember you know and i had to be like no lord you were faithful because i would think back because to be honest i would think back to when i became the youth pastor which was a number of years before like i felt the same way then like you know and you forget sometimes because right. years have went 
past. And, and, you know, I've seen God's faithfulness in that. So then you forget sometimes how it was in the beginning. You need to know God was faithful. He brought exactly. me through. And honestly, I remember, so when, when Babel started, has that fear. And then I remember, you know, January 2020, I was getting a little comfortable and then COVID came. So then it was a brand new season. I was like two months in and it's like, oh, okay, now we're exactly. shut down, you know? And uh, so then that was new. And I mean, I was new for everybody right. trying to navigate right. that. And then even coming back, like you said, again, was new. It's all so new, new world. Uh, we stepped just, into not only a new season, we stepped into yeah. a whole new world. You just keep trusting God. Exactly. And, and honestly, I think that's what it really comes down to is trusting God. Um, keeping your eyes on God. Keeping yourself in the Word. Not forgetting the grace of God. And also being very open to allow God to do something mm -hmm. supernatural in this new season. I think if we do that, um, even the mistakes that we make, God will turn them around for us. Yeah, It's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of obedience. It's a matter of staying sensitive. And I think that's probably the best thing we could pass on to our listeners today. Yeah. Is, uh, is don't be afraid of new seasons. New seasons are a good indicator. Yeah. Um, it's funny how God doesn't really work with stagnant. Um, and even if you're intimidated going from one season to the next, you got to keep moving forward. It's easier for him to steer you or to redirect you if you start heading in the right direction. If you're standing still, he can't do anything. Yeah. He can't do anything. Yeah. Um, you got to be moving. You got to be willing to be moving forward and keep your heart right. Yeah. Keep your heart right. Don't let your heart get damaged. Don't let your heart get bitter. Don't let your heart get disappointed. Uh, even if even if it takes longer to get through a season than than you hoped it would, so um, I think that's that's probably a wrap on this subject. Yeah, and just to add one more one more thing to that, you could, it's just bringing me when you're going to new seasons too. Is like you said about the memorials, never forget that it's only because of God that we're even here. Because absolutely, you could be going through maybe a good season, and you could start thinking, well, this is because of me. Yeah, but it's not. You got to trust God and know it's Absolutely. because of Him, and thank Him for His grace, and keep your eyes focused on Him. Absolutely. And remember, Definitely. you know, we talked about it uh, during. You did it. We did a message on remembrance. Yes. With that, of remembering yeah. that without Him we're nothing. We are. That's right. But with Him, we could do all things. Yep. Amen. But we got to be with Him. Amen. Not on our own. You know, God's not obligated to to bring to pass our dreams. He's only obligated to include us in his dreams, yeah. his plans. And uh, that's probably one of the most toughest obstacles to overcome to go into a new season. Amen. Well, uh, you know, this, is, this isn't what I have pictured for my life. Well, that doesn't matter. You're in Christ now. Yeah. You're in his plan. So best advice we can give everybody is, to, number one, not be afraid of a new season. Number two, keep your eyes on God. Number three... Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to see what he wants you to declutter. There might be some mindsets. There may be some old relationships that they're just, they're not going into the next season. That's yeah. just the way it is. You can't be afraid of those things. And just be very flexible. Allow God to direct you and bring you on that new path. Amen. So you want to pray? Amen. Yeah. Father, we just thank you for this time that we have here, Lord. And I thank you, Father that we know you're always with us, so we would always keep our eyes on you. Each season we enter into, Father, we would keep our eyes on you, Father. Yes, Lord. Trust in you. Look to your word. Give you room to do the miraculous in our lives, Father. So we just thank you, Father. We honor you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys so much for for, uh, watching or listening, and we will see you next time on the Lifted Up podcast. Amen.